Hello and welcome to Career Development for LGBTQ plus students of IUPUI. My name is Shelley Snyder. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Today we're going to be covering information about the job search process, including, you know, resumes, cover letters, interviewing, negotiating. In addition to the job search process, we're also going to talk about some LGBTQ plus considerations in the job search. I am I'm the Assistant Director of Career Services for the Purdue School of Engineering and Technology at IUPUI. I've been here since about 2012, and before I came to work at IUPUI, I was a recruiter and human resource manager for 13 years. Uh, in addition to my career services experience, I also have some experience in educating students on LGBTQ plus issues, including uh, issues related to the career and internship search. I am joined today by Robert Smith, and I will let him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Robert Smith. I am, uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. I am the Associate Director for Employer Relations with the Kelly School of Business. I've been with IUPUI in Career Services since 2012. Um, I've worked in a couple different offices, um, including the School of Liberal Arts and the Degree Completion Office working with adult students. Uh, I've also been involved on campus with the LGBTQ Faculty Staff Council for a number of years. And, held some leadership roles in that. And uh, I'm really excited to join you all today and to talk about the job search process and especially some topics that are relevant for students who identify with the LGBTQ plus population. That's great, thank you, Robert. Well, let's start with the job search process. Could you walk us through that? Sure, I'd be happy to. So a typical job search process is going to look relatively the same for most undergraduate students. I'd like to start by saying the best advice I could give any student listening right now is to work very closely with the career office in your school. Each school at IUPUI has either a career office or a professional staff member that's sort of devoted to career development. Um, these people are specialists for the industries that are related to your major. Um, so while we're able to talk about some general advice, there's definitely nuances that are important and that are different between industries. Absolutely. So a quick overview is you're going to locate jobs. Um, you're going to locate jobs on hopefully lots of different uh, locations. The best one to start with is your school job board, which each, each school has one. And then working from there uh, through things like LinkedIn, Indeed, Glassdoor is another good resource. And then also through networking. Um, so building up your student network uh, while you're at IUPUI, attending career fairs, going to different career events, fall career week is another good event. And once you've sort of secured your position, then you can start preparing your application documents. Um, so depending on industry, this could involve different things like transcripts, uh, letters of recommendation, um, research, things like that. But across all industries, the bread and butter is your resume and your cover letter. Yes. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, no matter what type of position you're applying for, you're going to be submitting a resume, whether that be in person or through some sort of electronic portal. Yeah. So the most important thing about resumes, and um, we might do a deeper dive into this later, uh, but your resume should be able to be scanned very quickly by recruiters. Um, what we mean by scanned is able, your resume needs to be organized in such a way that it can be read for important information very quickly. Um, so this means like you avoid like paragraphs and full sentences and things like that. Yes, I agree. Um, there's some information out there that says that employers typically spend about six seconds on average looking at your resume the first time they look at it. So they don't have time to read paragraphs and, and long sentences. So uh, bullet points are the, one of the best things you can use for your resume. Um, so when I'm working with LGBTQ plus students, a lot of the topics that come up related to resume are whether they should include their pronouns on their resume and whether they should include um, student orgs or groups related to LGBTQ plus work. Shelly, do you have any ah, yeah, thoughts yeah. on that? I have, I have lots of opinions on this. <laughs> uh, no, you're surprised. <laughs> so um, for the, uh, the LGBTQ plus related involvement, um, you know, there, there is one train of thought that says that you don't want to put anything on your resume that could uh, be used against you. Uh, so uh, if someone is not, uh, uh, you know, accepting of LGBTQ plus individuals, uh, uh, they might see that uh, queer student group on your resume and they may decide that they don't want to move forward with you as a candidate. While that is totally illegal in most places, not all places, by the way, <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, on the one hand, uh, you don't want to put anything on your resume that could potentially get you discriminated against. But on the other hand, if a company is not interested in you because of your involvement in those organizations or because you listed your pronouns on your resume, do you really want to work for that company? Um, that's something that you will have to uh, do some uh, self-reflection on uh, because only you can decide what things you want to put on your resume. I absolutely agree with the, um, your point about self-reflection. So a lot of times I feel like students talk to me wanting the quote unquote right answer. Right. And it's not really our job as career counselors to provide right answers. Yeah. Ask better questions. Yeah. And so my first question always is, is this experience important and valuable to you? Are you looking at the right companies? Um, and even within, like, I mean, I work with a lot of accounting students, and accounting yeah. is an industry that's very conservative yeah. um, compared to lots of other uh, industries. Yeah. And even within that conservative type of industry, there's still progressive companies. Mm -hmm. There's still accounting work that can be done at very progressive companies. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a it's a jumping off point for a much bigger conversation, which is you have this degree, there is a clear pathway to an industry, but there's also some 
not clear pathways to successful work that you will find fulfilling and using your degree, which requires more work. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so the other topic um, related to resumes are pronouns on your resume. And this is, this is a very important and relevant topic. I, my line of thought on this is if your pronouns are important to you as an individual, you're going to need to address them in the job search process and not just on your resume. The most professional and important thing you can do is to address them consistently. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's important. Um, I agree. So if you, if you identify as gender non-conforming, it's probably fairly important that you're putting your pronouns on your resume because that, that topic will again come up during your interview and what you decide to wear. Mm -hmm. uh, it could come up also in your related involvement. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's important to consider in the types of companies that you're researching. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So after you have your documents ready and uh, you apply to a bunch of positions, uh, what happens next? Um, well, next you'll be doing your interviews, right? And so interviews can look very different depending on the company culture. Typically, you're going to see some type of a screening conversation, which will be focused more on your skills and mm -hmm. your knowledge. And you'll see some type of more in-depth conversation, which will be focused more on your behavior and how you work and determining if you're a good fit for the role. Yeah. Um, very important for your interview to work with your career office. Most uh, career offices will offer you mock interviews and they can run through the types of interview questions that are asked of you and the best way to answer those questions. Yeah, mock interviews is one of my very favorite things to do with students. Uh, my students come in and I uh, turn on the recorder. I'll ask them some, uh, you know, basic interview questions like uh, take me through your background. And then I will ask them some uh, harder interview questions like if you could buy any skill that you don't currently possess, what would you buy? Uh, we walk through those questions and then we watch the recording and I give them feedback on their answers. So a, a very powerful exercise. The, yeah, the real value of, I think a mock interview is that interviewing is important to remember is a skill. Yeah. The ability to interview well and to sort of intuit why employers are asking you the questions they're asking isn't something that's easy to be taught mm -mm. in a, an article online or a, a you know a listicle of tips it's something you have yeah. to do you have absolutely. to do repeatedly yes absolutely and, and and regardless of how good of a salesperson you think you are uh you could always benefit from a mock interview yes so typically when I'm working with LGBTQ plus students, um, they often ask me what to wear to an interview. Um, and this is definitely an important question, if, especially if you are gender non 
performing, if you identify um, with the trans community. I always say it's important to dress for who you are mm -hmm. professionally. Um, no matter where you are on a, a scale or how you identify or especially in any type of um, transition process, uh, dress, dress for who you are, dress for what's going to make you feel the most comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the, the way you dress is so important. And so back to what Robert said about professional dress, um, regardless of, uh, of what you end up wearing, you want to make sure that it is professional. So, um, you know, uh, a, a, a pants or a skirt, uh, you know, a blouse or a dress shirt with a tie um, and a jacket, uh, you know, no matter what you end up uh, 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 putting on, make sure it is professional. Absolutely. Um, the professional is the most important part. Absolutely. No matter, um, and it's like Shelly said, like you can wear a tie, you could wear a, a dress, you could wear a skirt, as long as it's professional attire. That's right. That's right. So what happens after the interviews? Once, uh, after your interview, there's going to be some kind of offer, right? And when it comes time to negotiating an offer, there's a lot of different factors that can, that become important as to why you would accept an offer or not accept an offer. I consider students to not to look past salary, look at things like your benefits. Yeah. Benefits include medical and dental coverage, um, personal time off, um, Things like relocation expenses, if you're applying for a, a position that's not in, not local. Mm -hmm. um, things like service days, um, mm -hmm. wellness. So is there a wellness sort of caveat to your offer? A lot mm -hmm. of companies now have started moving toward like wellness funds. So being reimbursed for gym memberships or massages and chiropractor visits, all these things. Mm -hmm. um, the second most important thing I can say is review your offer with a career counselor in your school. Yes. Make sure that you're approaching your offer well-informed, right? So you might get an offer and let's say the salary is a little bit lower than you were hoping for it's better to do some research and to say, what are the salary averages for this title? What are they locally? What are they nationally? Mm. Um, does it make sense that I have a lower offer because I've applied to a small mid-sized company or a nonprofit? Um, things like that. Yeah, and um, you know, Robert, what are some of the sources that you go to to find salary information? So I have a couple of great sources, Shelly, so I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, one is that most career offices at IUPUI are collecting and compiling that data. So you can go into a dashboard uh, on the career services website and you can look and see what the salary average is for your major for the past three years. That's great. Um, Glassdoor is another great resource because it it allow you to compare national averages with local averages. Mm -hmm. 
Great, great. So, you know, that's kind of the, the job search process. And, and like Robert said, the most important thing you could take away from today's podcast is that there are individuals within each of our schools at IEPY whose jobs it is to, is to help our students find uh, employment and internship experiences. So uh, uh, make sure that you go and you talk to those people because they are specialized in your majors. Um, so the, uh, uh, you know, the job search process is a whole beast among itself, you know, uh, uh, in addition to, uh, you know, all the ins and outs that, uh, uh, other people have to worry about, um, LGBTQ plus people have special considerations that they need to, to think about when they are, uh, searching for positions and considering careers. Um, one of the, um, uh, Robert recently shared with me an interesting article from NACE, which is the um, National Association of Colleges and Employers. And in this article, they talk about, uh, uh, there's a, a couple of charts in here, and there's a comparison of majors of heterosexual and queer spectrum students. And you can see that uh, for you know, whatever reason, uh, there are uh, uh, way more queer spectrum students in the arts and humanities and social sciences than there are in the um, majors of business and health professions. Um, so uh, when you talk about uh, a comparison of majors of cisgender and trans spectrum students, um, uh, you know, those same numbers apply. So there are way more uh, trans uh, students in the arts and humanities than there are in business and health professions. It does not mean that uh, these students are not uh, qualified to go into those professions. There are lots of theories out there about why students choose the majors that they're going into and how underrepresented populations tend to shy away from those more uh, traditional masculine populations like business engineering and technology so just wanted y'all to be aware of that um, if you have a desire to go into a career that is uh, non-traditional for uh, what you think you should be doing um, uh, go full steam ahead you know um, come talk to one of us we'd be more than happy to talk to you about that um, we also wanted to chat a little bit about uh, LGBTQ plus protections. So not all states offer protections for LGBTQ plus employees. Uh, there is no federal law that covers LGBTQ plus employees across the country. So you have to be real careful about, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> where do you want to work? Um, and uh, uh, one of the best resources we have found is on the Human Rights Campaign website. They compiled what they call a Corporate Equality Index. And this is a list of hundreds of companies across the United States that are ranked on different categories. So one of the categories is, uh, you know, do they have a mission statement or a diversity statement that uh, talks about uh, LGBTQ plus people? Um, do they have special coverage for those people? Um, uh, Robert, what's your impression on the Corporate Equality Index? Well, you know, I think that for our students at IUPUI, um, the Corporate Equality Index is helpful and also 
sometimes not that helpful. <laughs> yeah. um, and so here's what I mean. I think in some ways it might not be super helpful because there are many, many companies regionally that might not be represented in the corporate equality index just because they're just not big enough um, to like make that report. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may not, you might look a company that you're interested in up on there and not find any information for it. Now, yeah. what Shelly's talking about is the way the index works is companies are scored on dimensions. And that's where I think there's a lot of value for IUPUI students because those dimensions are the same dimensions that you should be looking at when doing your company research as an LGBTQ plus student, right? So Shelly, you mentioned, um, you know, mentioning specifically uh, sexual orientation or gender identity in their diversity statement is Mm -hmm. one dimension. Um, Does health, health, do health, health and medical benefits include um, transition surgeries? Uh, coverage if you know somebody is transitioning from uh, their assigned gender at birth. Um, another dimension is something called like employee resource groups. Uh, so that would be like if you've ever attended the Indie Pride Parade, and you'll notice that uh, Salesforce has a group marching. Um, Eli Lilly has a group marching. Dow, well formerly Dow, has a, had a group marching before the, their like acquisition and restructuring. Uh, <laughs> but so these are, these are employee resource groups at the company that are comprised of LGBTQ plus employees. Um, so that's a really good dimension to look at too. If a company is allocating its resources toward this sort of the LGBTQ population that it employs, it's a pretty good indication that they are progressive, that um, something like putting your pronouns on your resume isn't going to quote unquote count against you, um, things like that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for for that information. Um, Another uh, organization that has some in Indiana is an organization called Out and Equal. Um, And companies can be members of Out and Equal and they can um, uh, come together for, uh, they have an annual conference, uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, webinars on their website. Um, Any company that is a part of Out and Equal, um, you can be pretty um, sure that they're going to be welcoming of all individuals regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, Another great resource for folks in the Indy area um, or Indiana area is the Indy Pride Career Fair. This typically happens in late summer. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the fair since uh, we're dealing with all of the COVID restrictions, but there is a list of organizations that have participated in that Indy Pride Career Fair in the past on their website, and any of the companies that are attending that type of an event are going to be open open and welcome to uh, all individuals. So um, uh, doing some research on the organizations I think is in your best interest. 
Um, so uh, before we close, um, I just wanted to review quickly, um, you know, that, uh, you know, the job search process is not something that you have to do by yourself. Um, career development is complicated and there are lots of individuals at IUPUI who are here to help you with that. So go see someone in your career office. Um, if you have LGBTQ plus uh, specific questions for uh, uh, hiring uh, please reach out to Robert or I. We will make sure and include our contact information in the show notes. Um, uh, uh, Robert, uh, uh, before we close, is there anything you would like to say to our listeners? Yeah, I think um, for me, what I what strikes me again and again working with students is how often um, we kind of forget. And I think we forget, for lots of reasons, stress, pressure, um, all of those things, that the job search process is a two-way street. It doesn't feel that way all the time because recruiters have the power to choose to hire you or to not hire you. But you also have quite a bit of power as an applicant in determining whether or not to turn in an application or not to turn in an application. Um, I've, I'm of the mindset that the strategy of throwing as much as you can at a wall and seeing what sticks doesn't always lead to the best choices. So what I mean by that is saying, you know, preparing one resume and emailing it to 70 positions might result in 10 interviews, taking the time to target your resume, to target your cover letter, to do your research, um, to be a knowledgeable applicant and apply to 30 positions might also result in 10 interviews. So just something to keep in mind. I love that. Yes. So, and, and something else to keep in mind is that the job search process is, um, uh, uh, it takes some time <laughs> to do, to do it and to do all the things. Um, also you will get more rejections than acceptances. Um, kind of the, the nature of the system. Uh, so don't be too hard on yourself when you get those rejections. Also, when you get invited to do those interviews, don't stop applying to other places. Just because you got invited to do an interview doesn't guarantee that you have a position lined up. So keep that in mind. Um, we are here for you. Uh, we uh, are available through a lot of different mediums. Uh, please reach out to us if you have any questions or concerns or just want to talk to somebody uh, about these types of things. We are going to do some future podcasts. We're going to uh, do some deeper dives into uh, resumes and interviewing, researching comp companies, etc. Today was just kind of an overview. Uh, so be on the lookout for those future podcasts. And thank you for listening today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.